boy 50. Them say I carry that, that automatic Yahoo boy. Why are us the bar? We go make your mama lose joy. Leave one for him leg, your future we go destroy. Police is your friend, all my other one a decoy. Sass the beat, sass the still, but Sega get your freaking back. Sega this, Sega that, but Sega know they ever slack. Sega tweet, Sega help, Sega be like light for dark. Sass the fear, sass the jail, all because of Sega fact. Sass be like devil, them they still kill and destroy. Person go watch ball, all my now they don't end the boy. Click pal, trigger happy, see the red on the soil. Vexed and enraged, on my inside they boil. Only cop I can vouch for is CP Wakili. The rest will show you pepper, they are layers of chili. You they young, you get car, you they feel yourself a bee. Them go tax you, them go rob you, them go frame you up, you see. Officer of the law, but on duty you they blow grass. Young boys know they save, now your duty to they harass. Police turning bankers, them get POS, pure trust. RIP caller, they it is time to answer. Hello, everybody. What's up? This is the one and only African superstar, Gina Ifoe, and my highly esteemed guest, uh, the officer of the damn law, also known, aka, as police brutality. He is an active member on our channel. And I just wanted to have this show because, you know, sometimes people, um, a lot of people commonly in the West talk about you know, well, what are we going to do here in America? You know, some of you guys are talking about going back to Africa. That's not feasible for everybody. Um, you know, but what I kind of want to drive home on my channel is that a lot of things that we battle and that we deal with and we face in the West are systematic. So, officer is actually a, a former police officer. He worked on the inside. He saw things. He, you know, was a part of the system. And he always talks about that. He, he's another YouTuber, has his own platform. Um, that if you can actually shoot me your link, I can pop it in the chat room. Just send it to me uh, via private chat. And and so oh, yeah. um, oh, essentially, yeah. uh, that way we can, you know, those of you that are not members of Police Brutality's platform, you can go over to him. What's up? Big shout outs to D Cox. I see you the first in the chat room. Hello, hello, hello. Um, so we wanted to talk about this subject. You know, I wanted to give him the floor to be able to share some of his experiences, some of the things that he saw while working as a police officer. And, and you know, basically that <laughs> the system, the system, um, you know, inhibits this. You know, it, it allows this uh, to take place and it will continue to be an issue. We've seen it be an issue through various decades, you know, like I always talk about Huey Newton, which is the founders of the Black Panther Party back in the 60s. You know, he actually found this, the Black Panther Party following the civil rights legislation, which just goes to show that when those laws were passed, that did not alleviate in any way a lot of the things that Black people were dealing with in America. And it continues to go on. So, um, big shout outs to all the African Superstar family. I see you guys in there. Also, special shout outs to Global African Investors. I did receive your donation yesterday. Thank you so much. Um, I wanted to send you an email, but since you're in the chat room, I'll just greet you. What's up, Adrena? What's up, Mrs. Bonzu? What's up, African Superstar family? Go ahead, Officer the Damn Law. Talk about, let's get a little bit of background on you. Um, who are you? Where do you live currently? Where did you used to uh, police? You know, those kind of things. Oh, well, my name is, oh, well, uh, my name is uh, the officer of the, the damn law. law. I'm Nigerian. I grew up in Nigeria, born, bred. 
I lived in the continent before I moved to the UK in 2010. I was doing my master's in the UK. Before that, I'd, uh, that, I'd uh, I used to go to military schools as a child. I've been to military school since I was three. And, you know, a lot of hard work, discipline, and, you know, the whole nine yard. My love for uniform and, you know, the fact that I have mates that in the military. Yeah, I think I'm getting feedback. Are you? Let me let me put my headphones on and see if that helps. Yeah, because that, that's like that, messing, that's with like, messing with me. <laughs> I, I never hear the echo, but Black Ambassadors are here too. Did that help the echo chat room? Did, is the echo gone now, officer? Uh, let's see. Yeah, I think the echo is gone. Okay, all right. It's probably just the playback of my video because I didn't have my headphones in. Go ahead. So you went to military school. You're Nigerian. Yeah. yeah, I went to two. I think I went to three military schools. I went to one during my elementary, went to one in my junior high. And also I, I did some little schooling back in, in when I was in Ghana as a child. My dad was uh, transferred to Ghana during the 90s. So I did some little schooling there. Then I came back to Nigeria. I still did another military school before I went to the university in 2002. So uh, in 2002, I got into university, read geology at the Federal University of Technology, Oweri, from 2002 so, to 2007. So we have Adrena in the chat room. She's like three military. Military schools. Was there any reason in particular that your parents sent you to that? Were they trying to groom you for the military? Is your oh. dad military, or is that just the schools that were in your, you know, in your vicinity? Well, my dad was in the military, served 28 uh, years in the navy. Uh, all his wow. life is military based. I come from a military. You didn't have a choice. <laughs> yeah, like I grew up in the military background, family. All of us went to military okay. schools. All of us, all the boys. So we uh, we tend to we tend to do things differently. We're very stubborn, very structured, <laughs> very structured, very disciplined. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So, so it's no surprise you would go into you know you'd have um, an interest in police work or military or some type of you know. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. Government position because you you've been exposed to that through your family and education. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the fact is that, uh, you know, I was doing law enforcement. Law enforcement in the UK came as like, okay, I was getting tired of some of the jobs I was doing. So I wanted to do something different. So mm. I joined the law enforcement in the UK. I wish I joined earlier anyway. I wish I joined like maybe in 2011 to really have a, a long uh, field of it and understand it more. But okay. with the one year, with the one year I did from 2013 to 2014, I was exposed to a lot of things, and you know, found out that this whole thing was not about enforcement, uh, but it was more about uh, you know, more like hunting our people, especially people that look like me and you, on the street, mm. because you know, you you know, the UK police are always looking at us all the time, you know, mm. and and the fact that Indeed. it's more of them in the force than our people in the force. Correct. Correct. So what are some things that you, you know, you experienced that kind of gave you like, you know, did you have a different perception of law enforcement before you started working for them? Or was it more or less what you expected? Or did you see things and you just thought to yourself, wow, you know, I can't believe this is actually the system. 
Um, well, before I entered law enforcement, I knew about all the stuff. I was watching all the YouTube channels and, you know, news about the, the, Mi- <laughs> the Michael, all the Michael Browns and all the, you know, all our people being killed in the U.S. And so yes. for me, I was like, I think for me, one thing about me is that I like to get into the system to know how it is so that when I come out of it, I can be able to explain to people. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. we hear things in news, but uh, for me, I, I tend to, okay. You wanted I, the I, insider. Yeah, I wanted to be the insider and see how it goes. And, uh, you know, um, I, I knew I was going to do exceptionally well in the military, in the in the police work because of my military experience. Uh, people, people, people like us that do, people like us that have been in the military or went to military schools tend to even do it more better because we have worn the uniform before the uniform. People should understand that police police is more of a civil service. It's not like uh, an army, navy, air force. You know, why is a career, or mm-hmm. the fact that you you know that kind of thing. So for me, like even growing up as a child, I was exposed to military environments even before um, law yeah, enforcement. Yeah. So yeah. I understand the whole, um, you know, yeah, how to do makes- things normally and how to make things to be done properly than, you know, some guy that just jumped in into the law enforcement that given yeah, like I an no idiot. idea. Yeah, yeah. So from your opinion, you know, because this is something, you know, I, I regularly talk about, I mean, obviously you're a, you're a part of a, a very active part of our platform. So, you know, oh, yeah. about the kind of things I talk about and, you know, you're active on Dinah's channel. You have your own YouTube platform. Guys, oh, he yeah. put his link in the chat so you guys can go over to Officer's channel and sub his channel. I know a lot of you guys are already on his channel, but just in case you're not, let's support our brother. He talks, he shares a lot of, you know, um, news articles about current events, obviously talks a lot about police brutality, various subjects related to that. So you guys can go support him. But in your opinion, you know, because in my opinion, we should just throw the whole America away. I just don't feel like there's any, you know, I I just don't think that there's any revamping it. Um, I've looked at it from many different angles. I've, I've researched a lot of the, the black activists of the past and, you know, they took different angles. You had the nonviolent approach. You had the by any means necessary. You know, the Black Panthers try to kind of utilize the uh, judicial system against itself you've had people try to create their own communities and generate their own wealth. You've had people try to integrate. You've had people try to escalate through the channels of education. You've had people who have cooned. You you know, you've had every avenue explored for black people to try to, you know, change the dynamics in America. But in my opinion, it's inherently racist. It's not able to be changed. It's not able to be changed because the system does it, it has no desire to change and therefore no protocols are being put in place to change. But from your opinion, working in law enforcement, what's the probability of the system changing to be favorable to us? Uh, 0.000000000. No chance. Because this is the thing that Sister Gina when I was in law enforcement in the UK, these guys, it was mostly crackers in the in the field, okay? It was just few of us, few few uh, melanated folks working. Um, the good thing, I had a, I had a, a melanated supervisor from South Africa, uh, Mr. Elijah, that was always watching my back. And, you know, I, was, I did That's very good. well as a rookie. 
as a rookie officer. Actually, I was when I was in Northampton, it would give me a lot of yeah. tough time because I was the Shout only melanated to, person. <laughs> Shout out to officer. So when he lived here in the UK, he actually lived in the town that I currently live in. Oh yeah, Northampton. So oh that's yeah, where, that's where he was doing his service. Yeah, I lived at uh, Salisbury Street near Semilong, off Semilong, close to the cooperative store that was known to be shoplifted by drunk British crackers anyway. So, yeah, I, you know, I, that I know. Your, that was your post. That was my area, yeah. You know, I yeah. was, Northampton's really crazy. It's a rugged place anyway. People don't know that. It's rough, <laughs> you know, cracker rough, you know. Crackers like to rough yeah. that place up. I you know, Abington area, downtown. All those areas, yeah, at night is crazy in, in Northampton. But but the thing is that when I was doing my law enforcement in Northampton, they were sending me to crazy beats, crazy areas to enforce, crazy areas that they knew wow. I was not gonna get uh I was not gonna get Much tickets. Action. Yeah, mm. so you know, they wanted to they were they were just planning how to send me away because I was one of the few melanated people amongst a lot of cracker officers. Yeah, I know YouTube, you guys don't like me calling cracker, but I'll still be calling crack on YouTube. But but the thing but the thing <laughs> but the thing is that they were setting me up for dismissal. So before I knew wow. that, I knew that as a Nigerian, I knew that. So I was going, I was applying to their competitor in Milton Keynes. You know, so okay. before they had sent me off, I told them, okay, I resign. I'm going move. to Milton Keynes. So they were like, what? They were angry, like, what the hell? How come this guy knew our plan? Set you up. Yeah, but they didn't know I knew the plan before the plan because people were really telling me about the place. People that I didn't know were telling me that, yo, you need to Watch have an ex you know, have an escape plan yeah. before they kick you out. So I left. I went to Milton Keynes. And Milton Keynes was much better. Uh yeah, Milton Keynes was it's, more it's favorable. More diverse, isn't it? There. I mean, there's a lot more. I know there's a lot more black people that live in Milton. Milton Keynes, for those of you that don't know, we we obviously a lot of you guys are in the UK. But Milton Keynes is another uh, town that's probably like, you know, 30 minutes by driving, maybe 15 minutes by train from Northampton. So that's where he went. And there's actually a massive Ghanaian community in Milton Keynes. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, Milton Keynes, the, the town, the city center is like uh, boulevards that, you know, is rectangular, rectangular rectangular so it's yeah. much easier for me to enforce especially when i was done i was doing the city sweeps with the city sweeps i was making up to 10 20 tickets a day i was making a lot of arrests because you know and mostly it was crackers anyway because crackers <laughs> felt that they could do what they like crackers like saying you know this guy you're not up to it i was like yo i gave people were parking their cars people were parking their non-electric cars in electric point and i was issuing tickets um, Milton Keynes <laughs> law enforcement made it more easier for me to really understand the whole thing in the UK. You know, mm. they were, I, I worked with officers that were so uh, ticket happy because they were like, you know, I need to get like 100 tickets a day. I know guys were making up 60 tickets a day. 60? Yeah, 60 a day. Wow. 60 70 so those guys were making more money for the council for the law enforcement than any other so mm. if you're making from 20 to 50 to 60 then your job is secure because like yeah and sometimes they give yeah, us like they, anywhere yeah they give us um you know officer of the month i was given officer of the month at the time when i issued uh 15 tickets in i think five ten minutes 
to uh, a dozen of European cars packed in a place you're not supposed to pack. And so, yeah, because I know they're all, they're all Euro because I see the European plate number. And I issue, to, <laughs> I issue to a lot of bus drivers, taxi drivers, tank drivers, um, people, you know, delivery vans, crackers that do delivery service. I issue to them. Some came to me and was shouting and fighting me that people like me are not supposed to give you a ticket. And I, I had my body cam. You see, in law enforcement, I don't understand why people always cover their body cam. Which is oh, which is a big they offense. Don't, they don't want to be. They're doing nonsense. That's pretty much. Yeah, why. but for me, yeah. what, it, what for me, I I always make sure I have my body cam before I hit the street because anytime crackers like getting aggressive because I know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I will piss them off. So when they when I piss them off, I tell them that yo, you're not supposed to park there, and I give you a ticket. They come out from their car and they get aggressive, <laughs> and I film, and I'm like, okay, you're on camera now. Go do it, do you know, it. And they're like, oh, 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 okay. They were like, oh, yeah, I have, my own, I have my own video recorder. Let me video. So two of us are videoing ourselves. I'm like, yeah, I'm the guy here. I'm the officer here. So either you do what I say or it's going to get messy. And they were like, people like me are not supposed to be doing this job. Go and get a good job. I'm like, this is a good job. You know what? I used to taunt them. It's a good job because yeah. I am... I'm up to you, man. I used to let them, I used to let them know about the racial component that, yo, I am yeah. the melanated officer here. You are my victim. So do what I say. <laughs> do what I say. Okay. Or the same, the same way, the same way American police officers, yeah, the same way American police officers do to us is the same way I was you doing, were doing Exactly. Yeah. So guys, if, if, if you, you know, if you take an aerial look at this situation, um, this is precisely why they keep the police departments uh, lacking in diversity because they know oh, yeah. that oh, yeah. this this oh, yeah. this dynamic will take place. Oh, whereas yeah. officer was using his position. I mean, obviously these people were out of line anyway. They were oh, yeah. they they were parked where they weren't supposed to be. You know, he he worked in the UK, so thank God he wasn't like in harm's way all the time like he would have been being an officer in america it's probably a much more dangerous job in america yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. How, ha, however this is some of the stuff i'm talking about in regards to the system being inherently racist because obviously you put these non-black officers in a position of authority okay you put them in a position of power oh yeah you put them in neighborhoods that are you know prim neighborhoods or even um latino neighborhoods you know and, and you know that this is going to create tension why wouldn't you have a police department to kind of mirror the the uh, demographic of where they are serving but they wouldn't do that because they know that this thing will happen whereas officer was doing the complete you know um mirror of what they do to us yeah yeah you know they do yeah. they use their power to tell us what to do <laughs> and then they they provoke us you know oh, yeah. i've seen it happen many oh, times yeah. where you have people that are calm with the situation and the officer is trying to be uh you know trying to be antagonistic trying to get that person to escalate trying to get that person to lose their cool and as soon as they do then the reprimands come and so I'm sending this message out. You know, I invited Officer on the show today. I know you guys have missed me. I know I've been been so quiet lately and uh, everything like that. But I invited him just to kind of remind those of you that are in the West that are very stubborn and don't want to accept the reality 
you know, they have strategically designed not only the police department, the judicial system, um, the local governments, the state governments, the, you know, national government. They have safeguards in place to make sure that things continue the way that they are. And if we don't have people, which we don't have people, they make sure that we don't have people in high places. You know, in, in regards to officer, he said he had, you know, a superior person that had his back, you know, the South African brother that was looking out for him. They make sure that that, that dynamic is cut back too. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. They want to make sure that the people that they elevate to high levels are people that are like, you know, Oreos or people that are not going to look out for their, their partners, you know? So, I mean, this thing is so complex when you begin to pull back the layers of it. And that's why, you know, both of us promote people from the diaspora to begin to turn their eyes to the motherland. If you, if you have not begun to examine it as an option, you are, <laughs> behind the eight ball because if you're waiting for things to change and metamorphose uh you know you want to see the metamorphosis happen in america you you're gonna you're gonna live and die before that ever comes to pass i, I can tell you definitively you know um these are just some experiences of, of you know they try to set them up a lot of us have experienced that you know a lot of us have experienced the setup at work Big shout outs to Michael Odoom. Thank you for your super chat. You guys know we're doing a five on a hashtag. Big shout outs to you, brother. I see you. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, but we're, we're talking about the systematic uh, processes. In this case, we're talking about police brutality. You know what I'm saying? And it, it's, no, it's no coincidence that a lot of these instances involving police brutality are white males on black males. You know? Yeah, it's... Uh... It, 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 there's no shock there. You know no, it's not. There's no. Sh there's no shock. There, there, there's no shock. It's a, it's a, it's a machismo thing because a lot of white males have issues with black males. They hate them. They're jealous of them. They envy them. You know, oh yeah. They have these like this power complex and this superiority complex. So here you have one as an officer, and he can make this black man do whatever yeah. he says. You know, and, and and that's what it is. And then he even in some cases where the situation is escalating, that black man is. You know, begging the officer to, you know, please nah. have trouble. Nah. You know, they're not gonna have no mercy. Nah. They never have any mercy. Nah, the same thing you know with me. Saying? When, when cracker British guys would beg me, please, please, the officer, <laughs> please. I'm like, nah, no mercy. nah. I, I, you I just pay this ticket. I, I, I had to learn because I learned a lot of um, taking the power from my dad. My dad was a perfect fact that my dad was in the military and it was my dad. I saw my yeah. dad as a person of authority, so yeah. I, I like to assume that position with them. When I'm standing yeah. there begging, please, 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 officer, don't do this to me. Nah. I don't want this ticket. No. Nope. <laughs> Sorry. It's, Sorry. It's, it's, it's either you move or I give you this ticket. Please, just no, no, no. no. I don't, no, no. I don't, I don't listen to them because they don't, they don't listen. They don't hear please from us. So why should I? Listen, please. Come on, bro. You Come know, on. so I was, I was called the, I was called the, the monster officer on the street. I think they gave me a title. <laughs> yeah, because I was doing things, I, I was doing it out of so much. Like I need to get these people. I was taunting them. Yeah. You know, me and my reciprocity. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I feel the same way. Reciprocity. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's unfortunate that we're in this situation 
where we have to integrate with them on every single level. You know, oh, yeah. we live here in the West. Every single thing that we do from work to social to transportation to officers to the Judah, you know, everything is intertwined with them. And I've always told you guys on this chan channel that they don't have mercy on us. They no never, mercy. Ever, ever, ever have mercy. You could no be mercy. freaking like pregnant, you know. I mean, you see in the, the black females that have also been victimized with police brutality. No doubt. I mean, black people as a whole have, um, and I mean, there has been an increase as far as women being now victimized. Because now, you know, the veil is off. You know what I'm saying? They're they're just wilding out in America. They don't care. You know what I'm saying? Which is why I, I always tell African migrants just as well, you know, you guys, you guys are just as much in the line of danger as black Americans are. You know, because they're not differentiating. They're just picking out black people and, and unleashing on them all their rage. Um, but I definitely think the cases of black males involved in this have superseded. You know, they, they supersede the numbers of women that have been involved. Because it's that whole male, you know, who's the stronger man type of thing. And I mean, to me, it's really like a figurative of slavery. You know, I've read some stories about... The things that the the slave master used to do to the biggest, you know, the biggest or the oh, darkest yeah. or the, the black male that everybody looked up to, or if he was the chief, if he was the one that everybody went to, they did heinous things. Oh sure. Um, towards the black males to kind of send this message out to the rest of the community, like, hey, we took your biggest and strongest. You know, we took the one that you guys respect and listen to, and we made an example of him. You know, and this is the same thing. This is the same exact thing. This is why they victimize us because they want to send a message to us. Hey, look, we're in control. You know what I'm saying? We're in control and y'all can't fight it. You know, and that's yeah. why we need to position ourselves adequately. Remaining in the West is, 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 is dangerous. You know, we're not going to really get ahead. We haven't gotten ahead and we're not even slated to get ahead. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like... <sighs> No, the thing I also saw that uh oh big shout out to Andrena. Thank you for complimenting on my shirt. Thank you so much. Yeah, Davis, you're you know right. We got these fashionable YouTubers in here. <laughs> but <laughs> also, yeah, Davis is right. Uh people of color mel sorry, melanated people can uh police their own community. Yeah, we can. We can do it. Like I've uh yeah, we can do. We can police our own community. I for me, I have no problem policing melanated community because it's even easier for me. I just go there, tell them, no, you know, you guys have to do this. Like, even in Milton Keynes and in Northampton, I should, like, because I have a lot of friends around, I should let them know that, yo, these guys are going to this place, so don't do your stuff here. Watch out. <laughs> I should call them and let them know and give them intel. I was just on the cover in the system. Okay, sometimes our people need to Correct. think three, four steps ahead because we live in a system where these guys are always gunning us, always attacking us. So we, we need to be four or five steps ahead of the game. Like me, I was not just doing law enforcement. I was I was using more of my military experience. You know, sometimes yeah, I will hide in the trees in Milton Keynes and wait for Cracker to park their cars without paying it. <laughs> and what did they do? Then when I just come down, I, I know the cars that Cracker packed that they didn't put any pay in display. It's open. <laughs> They're like, oh, he's not, no officers here, so we could pack our car and, you know, we're not going to do anything. Then 
Sometimes I'll be in the tree waiting for we'll them, hiding, hiding in the tree waiting for them and watching <laughs> as they don't pay. And once all of them is clear, I just come down from the tree and start issuing the ticket. Pow, pow, pow. I was, it was all military for me. It was more like I was always waiting for them. Always waiting for them. Always like, it's like, it's like a female, it's like a lioness waiting for the prowl. You know, when a lioness sees um, some nice uh, prey, you were, or, you, you know, you know, hunting, she, her, her walking steps change when she's going towards the prey. You know, the lioness that is walking normally, when she sees a prey, she's walking slowly, carefully oh, to strike. <laughs> and that's how they do to us. That's what law enforcement in America does to our people. They wait for us. They go to our communities. Their cars stay there like two hours. I see it all the while. Their car is there like two hours and they wait for us so they can pounce on us. That was the same method I was using. Yeah. I was doing a city sweep and I know <laughs> all the areas where Cracker was misbehaving to go and strike. That's okay. How I go. Okay. For our people, yeah. for our people, I don't, I know that the system is against us in the UK, so I don't even bother our people. So you had a little but bit what, of, you know, compassion. Yeah, even even people for even store owners that were like I know of an Indian store owner that was always attacking me because I was always attacking his cracker guests that were parking <laughs> where they're not supposed to park. So I was like, hey, and the guy would come out and tell him I shouldn't do that. And I'm like, yo, go to your store now. Go to your <laughs> store now. Or I'll make it I'll make a scene here. So I was I was always enforcing around the Milton Keynes train station because I know a lot of them will park and not and I was always, I knew all the spots everywhere. I was just striking. The tickets were just coming. My quarters were like, as a rookie officer. So it was always uh, pilot. And, you know, these guys couldn't, I, I had to resign. Wow. Okay. Because I was that good. I got tired of it. I was like, okay, I'm tired. I need to start planning how to go back home. Because then my, because then my visa was uh, rounding up. So I was like, oh, okay, no. okay, I need to. Okay. Okay. I, I I think I've had my had my share of these crackers and if I had that kind of job and it was just crackers I was issuing to, I would go to oh. the most crackety cracks <laughs> community and just pow, 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 <laughs> <laughs> because this is what they make us. This is what they make us believe that. Our people are the ones breaking all the laws, signs oh, and lines, yeah. blah, blah, blah. But actually, but in reality, they're targeting. Oh, they're targeting yeah. us. They're, they're targeting us and they're letting their people off the hook. You know what I mean? And that's, yeah, that's, that's what they do. That's what they do. That's exactly what they do. So, you know, when we know these kind of things, guys, it's, it's really in our best interest to begin to strategically plan our lives because... You know, I, I, I repetitively have this conversation with people that are always like, well, 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 let's just, you know, what about people that don't want to go to Africa? You know, we want to, you know, what, what do you recommend for people here in America? I can't speak for people in America. You know, I can't really tell you guys what to do because I've suspended judgment on the whole thing. I'm like, this is not finna change. You know, this is not finna change. There's nothing I can do that's going to change this dynamic and you know true enough i mean i'm I'm grateful that officer was policing in the uk because the general public does have a little bit more respect for officers than they do in america like it's it's a super intense and dangerous environment in america i wouldn't i wouldn't even think twice about doing military police 
probably not even firefighting. Any, 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 <laughs> any public service, it's a wrap because you would have to go through so much. You know, people are very aggressive in America. Oh, yeah. You know, they're very aggressive, you know. And I mean, white people, and, and then a lot of people are armed as well. So they have guns, um, and they're very reactionary. So that combination is horrible because, you know, you could just approach them and bam, you know, they're trying to shoot you or they're shooting you. Um, oh, yeah. It happens all the time out there, you know. So it's it's ridiculous, but, you know, the system in regards to what happened in the UK is still it's still a reflection of the systematic processes that happen in, in America as well, you know. Um, so, and, the, yeah. and the fact is that, uh, like I say, they take, there's a certain race of people that they take more often. And this applies to mm. all police departments. I don't care if the police department is in the UK, in Europe, in Australia, mm. in New Zealand, in Canada, in America, uh, the United Snakes of America, and also in South America, th there's a certain race of people these guys take above others. The others. That, that yeah. is done systematically. Okay, yeah. they know that if we have more of cocozoid, because they know that cocozoid don't like melanated people, so they're gonna Correct. they're gonna they're gonna attack more of melanated than yes. their own people. But Correct. for me, and I mean. But for me, I was going after the people because it was like it's it's it, it, it. People say that oh, they can't be racial profiling police work is a lie because I it's was I was not just racial profiling. Racial. I was taunting them. I was making all kinds of threats at them like yo, do not do this. And the guy was like, why? Who who are you to tell me not to do? I'm like, okay, fine, all right, let's get it on. And I said yeah. like, look, if you have a problem. And you want to report me to the council, whatever. This is my badge number, okay? Right. This is me. This is my name. This is my badge number. If you have a problem, well, I issue this ticket. Them. Take it over them. <laughs> but the thing is that if you if you make any racial swears on me, I'll write it in my pocketbook, and you will not get away with the ticket. If you fight me on streets, it's a ten thousand pound fine and law court and everything wow. because everything I write is submissible yeah, down in court. In your book. Yeah, in my pocketbook. <laughs> so I let him know, Low, you can't beat me. Okay. I could be, so I could I could do things to you and get away with it because I could, you know, do what you guys yeah, do because law enforcement law enforcement officers lie. They lie like I saw a lot of oh god, that's why I even left anyway. That's why when I'm doing my lies. YouTube channel, I'm telling her, yo, that's you know, law enforcement officers lie on their pocketbook. A lot of them do so. They even teach you how to lie in your pocketbook. In some divisions like okay say that this 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 and this we write it in this way in this format so that you know you don't get spools by the you know or sometimes if the if the body cam is going to reveal too much try and shut the body cam and don't use it in certain situations but for me i use the body cam because when when they say when yeah, the officer it protects you yeah you yeah know, like when, it shows the events yeah, because when they said that, oh, this officer, this almost six foot, almost 200 pound officer was attacking me on the street. Threatened me. Then the body cam is showing the opposite of what the guy said. And I was like, okay, uh, case closed. We're going to go with this body cam. We'll go with the body 
<laughs> so now the person's like, okay, the guy had a body cam to video all the racial slurs Everything that happened, and aggressiveness. Yeah. And in many cases, I've been on a body cam for like almost an hour videoing people. A guy from, from family from Spain, they were calling me monkey in Spanish, he insulted my mother, ah. insulted my dad making racial because i gave them a ticket and they were angry and you know the man and the, the man and the woman was just going on for one hour so i just stood the distance i was just videoing like a normal video recorder i was just a cameraman for the day just reading like 45 minutes to one hour and they, <laughs> they went on and i was like okay continue i was telling you guys are you guys are you guys done you want to continue because you can hear my voice in the body cam are you guys keep continue and they kept on Spooner, racial slurs in Spanish, and I was just recording the whole thing. So, yeah, I normally set them up for failure if they think because I know the job very well. You know, I tend yeah, to yeah, play at, along the parameters because I'm the officer there in charge. You are just a member of public that think that, oh, this guy doesn't know what he's doing, but the body cam was very necessary. That's why when you are saying, okay, whether to have body cam, whether to have body cam in some police department in the US, I'm like, it's supposed to have a body count. It's necessary. It's necessary. Yeah, but see, but see they, they tamper with them. They don't want to release them. They turn them off. You know, yeah. they're doing this because they know that body cam is, is, is recording the whole entire situation. Yeah. And they, a lot of times they lie. These officers, they lie and talk about this is what happened. Just like you said, they're going to they're gonna accuse you of being this massive you oh, know, yeah, oh, guy, yeah. threatening oh, yeah. them. And yeah. then when you see the actual version of the story, uh -huh. it doesn't even match up with what they've been telling you know so i mean that's 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 the whole reason the body cams were instituted is like okay we got this basically it was supposed to be favorable to the police like okay look this is going to show the story like you're the police officer you're supposed to be uh, uh, according to protocol and then this, this will just show what they were doing to you you know in that kind of situation but it's 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 the other side around in america the police are misusing oh, yeah. their power and that's why they don't want their body cams released. Yeah, and the fact that you can also doctor the video of the body cam. Because yeah. what we do is that when we submit our body cam, they can download the video. And if, if and you have someone in the inside, then they can fix it up to your... So I was always making sure that I was always giving my supervisor my body cam, like this is what happened, everything is here. Nobody should do any crazy... Because, yeah, because they, do they can doctor that video. They can cut that part of the video. I do video editing, so... Yes, they can do it. Yes, okay, so people, <laughs> you know. Big shout outs. Uh, big shout outs to Skin Deep. I got your five on it, sweetie pie. Thank you so much. Um, also, guys, we want to open up the phones at this time. If any of you guys want to call in, talk about situations maybe that you've encountered with the police department, or if you have any questions for officer, or if you just want to show your face to the African Superstar family, let me know. You can send me an email at africansuperstar.com and I can get you the link. Uh, we can take up to four more people because we can have a maximum of six. So if any of you guys want to get in here and join us today, please do. Big shout outs to those of you that have a day. Let's keep the 518 hashtag rolling along. If you're able to contribute, that would be very, very helpful. We have over 20 people in here currently. So um, if you guys can drop five on it, that would be great. Cash app, PayPal, Super Chats, or GoFundMe. I'll put my cash app in there for you um, if you guys are interested. Yeah. So this is, this is why I wanted to have you on here, though, because people, people think that 
uh, black people are exaggerating this whole thing <laughs> uh, that we're not really targeted. That we're, oh, you know, that we're just we're just doing the wrong thing. We are. You know? We are targeted. Um, Even when you're an officer in the uniform, you're also targeted by the member of public because when you see a melanin brother in uniform, they're like, hmm. Yeah, they everybody's watching. Them. Everybody's watching like this. What does this guy have in stock? Well, what I have and in stock see, is issue them tickets. <laughs> and you see and, and see and you see also like how they immediately resort to racial abuse or race you know, racial slurs. Oh yeah. It's not like, hey, look, you're the author. it then goes to the whole black white thing. You know what I'm saying? Or the, the non black black thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, we know you're angry, you know, and nobody likes getting tickets, but don't be mad at me. I'm just an officer. You're breaking these laws or your park where you're not supposed to be. I'm just simply enforcing that. But then it, it goes it it goes to the next level of black yeah. this and black that and go back home and you know what I'm saying it's 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 a similar, you know, situation of what I was uh facing in my workplace. It's like, you know, and it's so interesting because if it's not a black person that's in this situation it doesn't escalate to racial slurs or, you know, derogatory, you know, terms. But if it's black, it always does. And it's, it's, these are, these are some of the many reasons well, yeah, <laughs> that, that I well, just get fed up, you know? Well, that's the thing. Like our people should understand that, uh, it's not law enforcement anymore. It's law, it's, it's police hunting on the streets. I need to get that quota. I need to make yeah. that quota. I need, and that was that was just the mindset of me with Cracker. Like Cracker, you're gonna give me that quota. I don't care, man. Like I'm gonna <laughs> catch you because I know I'll catch you. The street yeah. is my is my domain. So when I'm doing my job and they're like, you know, because they see me in a uniform, people are like a little bit scared. Some people are like trying to intimidate me. I'm like, yo. And funny enough, a lot of our people in the UK. Don't really like law enforcement. Like they see me on the street and they they, they want to fight me on the street. I, I've had cases where uh, melanated British people were trying to fight me on the street because you know they have mm. this problem with seeing uh, melanated officers in on streets. So you know I had I, I I had to handle such situations very well. I told them, "Yo, you're not the enemy, brother. I know who I'm going after. You're not my problem." I know the race of people I'm going after. Okay. Okay. You're not my issue at all. But the thing is that people should mm -hmm. understand is that the whole thing about police brutality is systematic. Because even in the US, you see it's our people being tasered, being choke slammed, being shot yeah, 60 being, times, yeah. you know, being thrown across the bridge, being, you know, being rammed over by a cruiser. A lot of things are happening, being attacked in their homes through SWAT team, being harassed, you know, a lot, of, it, it's, it's systematic on our people, and not just in America, but it happens on a global scale. And that was why, funny enough, in America, law enforcement was created primarily for melanated people. The black, the black, yeah, yeah the police, yeah. the black community, absolutely. You know, that because it's a slave patrol unit that metamorphosed yep. to the American Ku Klux Klan police or the KKK. I call them the KKK police anyway because that's what they are. You have a bunch of yeah, crackers I mean, with is, guns. This is why they wear their 
you know, they wear their hoods and stuff like that and their mask and everything so that they yeah, can yeah. be identified in these public services and so on and so forth. Oh, yeah. So, um, again, guys, I did open up the lines. I shot you the link. Adrena, you can come in because Adrena actually told me that she recently had a run-in with the police in Texas. So I want to hear you guys' stories because I black people in America have had their run-ins with the officers and you know I'll, I'll start I'll kick it off with a story from me so um I went to school in the at the University of Cincinnati for people that are you know those of you in America whatever I lived in Columbus which is the capital and Cincinnati is a southern city in Ohio it's about two hours away from Columbus and uh, Cincinnati is actually known for police brutality you know um, there's a couple pr shows like the first 48 and you know crime shows and things like that 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 regularly show both Cleveland and Cincinnati because there's a lot of gun crime there's a lot of you know interactions with the police so anyway I would notice that whenever there were things going on at my university or sporting events or you know festivals or gatherings of students if it was primarily white you know sororities they had these big massive white sorority houses and fraternity houses in, in Cincinnati white event there would hardly be any police presence okay um, now if there was a black event oh <laughs> you know <laughs> the jazz and rib fest or a concert or a party or um you know anything like that any type of gathering of black people there would be i'm i'm talking about cruisers there would be guys on foot they would be out there with the horses uh -huh. i just noticed like what yeah, they were right they, they had the horses they had they would have to you know they'll be walking through the crowd on the horses and everything and i just noticed like the difference you know the intensity and then i also noticed how they interact you know when white officers approach black people in america they're already oh, yeah on guard they're already aggressive they're already you know high high high, high level you yeah. can see this person speaking to them very calm you can see this person maybe trying to de-escalate the situation you know officer what's wrong uh what's the problem you know this whole type of thing and these officers are already on 100 you know what i'm saying like they're already elevated to that level and then i would also see um you know, white kids like talking back to the, the officers, like, hey man, you know why this is wrong, this is bogus, swearing at them and everything. And the police officers would be calm, they would be, you know, but if let it be a black, let it be a black person trying to talk back to the police. Oh my god. Um, yeah, because that was that was crack. Sorry, this is what crack was trying to do. They were trying to talk back. Like, hey, sure. I, I, then I, I tend to cut them down quick, like my dad. Come on, are you, are, are you crazy? Come over your car, there. I was like aggressive. They didn't like me. Like they were like, if, 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 there was a time an old woman was like, please, oh, please, please don't. I'm like, move your car now. And she was like, you're too aggressive. Like you are aggressive. Move your car. Or I'll give you a ticket right now. I used to like bumper to them all the, and they were like. Seriously, what they were just they were sending reports that this guy was this and I'm like, yo, I have to be I have to stand like in law enforcement, right? You need to stand your ground. I don't care, mm. cracker. Either you move or I strike you straight up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and that's the same tactic that they have with us as well. Like you can't 
Bishout, hold on, Adrian. Let me okay. let me let me introduce right. you before. Oh my god! <laughs> African superstar family. We have our other family member, Adrina. She is on. Just to let you guys know, Adrina has a YouTube channel of oh her own god. that she is now trying to grow. Adrina, you need to drop that link in the chat room. But Adrina, we want to hear from you. We want to hear your experiences as well as anybody else that's in the oh chat room that wants to get on. Talk about what's happened to them if they've had an interaction with the police, if they've dealt with a lot of aggression. Because, you know, this is where it starts. We got to talk about these things so people think that we're not making this up, you know? Right, right. So go ahead, Adrena. Take the floor, boo. It's all you. Um, yeah. So I moved to San Antonio in June of last year and then moved back to Atlanta in November. Um, and like San Antonio, they have like this whole actual scam and like the residents of Antonio have complained about it and all kinds of stuff like it's intense even the governor so I moved I arrived on June June 9th I think maybe like no June yeah like Sunday June 9th but June 1st of last year um, a lot of laws went a lot of new laws went into place in Texas and so Governor Abbott has signed a law for like a municipality called Leon Valley Leon Valley and some other municipalities within San Antonio that they can't give out these red light tickets so they'll claim you ran a red light, but you didn't actually run the red light. They have camera footage. Mm. Uh, it's the, it's, and I didn't know, because in Atlanta, we don't even have that. Because Atlanta, it'd be a whole nother problem for the police or whatever county and stuff like that. So they couldn't pull that kind of thing in, in Atlanta. Even in Virginia, with their crazy cops and Commonwealth government and stuff like that, that's not a thing. So I'm like, I didn't know red light cameras were a thing, okay? I didn't know. <laughs> I've only been here a week. So I got my... I was getting like red light camera tickets for no reason. I got two of them four days apart. I got one June 20th and I got one June 24th. So they, they, they melted. Yeah. And it was, that was a lot. And so I learned there was a scam and stuff like that. I fought it. I ended up paying for one. Was, I ended up paying for one. I know. I know. I know. I even tried to get that money back from the bank and they federal can be much game myself. Anyway, I tried to get my money back or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to get my money back and that didn't work out or whatever. Um, the second one I didn't pay for, obviously. And then I know, guys know I do DoorDash uh, for like one of my side hustles. So one day mm. I was doing a drop off for a customer at their neighborhood. And so this is very much ironic. So I pulled up to the coda sack or like the circle that the houses were on where my customer lived. And my window was down because this is like July, August maybe that this happened. This additional cop accident happened or incident happened in Texas. And so, um, I was going to say, this cop, this cop on a bike pulls up to my car and to my driver's side was like, are you lost? I'm thinking, mean, am I lost? I'm on my cell phone, you know, minding my business, doing a job. So I was like, no, I'm not lost. And so small exchange or whatever, he drove off. Ironically enough, he drove a few feet from like, where my car was at the edge of the circle where the homes are to the driveway. That same driveway of the home was the house I was going to drop the food off. So his wife came out or whatever, because I was actually texting her. I was like, I'm here, you know, and all that. So as I'm texting her, he pulls up to harass me, but he didn't even know I was there for that reason. So I walked into his driveway and he was eyeing me and I was eyeing him right back, fool. And, you know, exchanged the food, went to my car and went about my day. And then mm. September happens. Um, like I pulled over, coming out the DMV. I'm like, who gives the Yeah, girl, why they kept pulling? Do you have like tinted windows in your car? Because I, I know they pull I people do. with tinted windows. I do, but it's not. Like, it's a legal tint. It's a legal tint. So, like. Mm. Yeah, that was, was. Because, you know, I also have another story. 
to share. Also, big shout outs to Wuna. I see you in our chat room, brother. Thanks for stopping by. I have said it a few times, guys. If you want to get on, share your instances of your run-ins with the police officers and various things. Dave East. You the link. Dave East. Dave East. <laughs> Dave East claimed to be shy and scared. He ain't never scared in the chat room. Right. I hope you ain't a. I hope you ain't a keyboard cowboy, bro. I hope you ain't a keyboard cowboy. No, but um, oh so God. another another um, another instance that I know about actually happened in my family, and this happened back in the nineties. Um, you know, so again, I I always tell you guys, this police brutality thing is is, is repetitive through through decade through decade through decade. Um, you see it happening in the. <laughs> You know, the 30s, the 40s, the 50s, the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, you know, the 2000s, and now 2020. We're still talking about it. Uh, but anyway, so my uncle is a, is a pastor. So he was in the car park of his church. Police officers roll up on him and they say, uh, what are you doing here? You know, and he's, he's a big, he's a big dude, you know, big and tall. So they were like, you know, what are you doing here? And he's like, oh, I'm not pastor this church and you know he had on his his collar and everything you know he was dressed in a suit you know right outside the church so these police officers starting getting all rough with him and they're like you 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 fit the description of somebody that we're looking for and this and that and the other and then you know my uncle's like look i don't want any problems you know what i'm saying i'm here at the church like you know he starts getting like a little frustrated so my aunt who also is in the church she comes out and she started talking to the officer and she's like, you know, what's going on? You know, we're, we're pastors of this church. Like, you know, what's the problem? But the officer, like I mentioned to you guys, he was already on 100. He was already, you know, elevated as soon as he began to appro approach them. So, um, he, you know, starts getting all rough and rugged and uh, arrest my aunt and uncle. Okay. Takes him down to the police department and all of that. So... My aunt uncle, um, they take this to court. You know what I'm saying? They, they raise like a lawsuit against the police department and they sue them and they win. They get a settlement. So after that happens, all of a sudden my uncle starts getting pulled over like every single day. So this is how, you know, they can actually put, you know, tags on your license plate or, you know, I don't know exactly how they do what they do. Um, you know, but they can put something on you that, that will make other officers aware when you're around that they need to stop you and check you or whatever. It's kind of similar like to frequent travelers. Some people constantly get pulled over and screened um, every single time they travel. They get stopped by customs every single time. They have, you know, they can put markers. So it got to the uncle was like literally scared for his life. And he had to, he moved out of Ohio. He moved down south uh, because of this whole situation. And so, you know, the question I often pose as well to people in America is who can protect you from the police? You know, if you get on the wrong side of this law enforcement, who is going to keep you safe? Who's going to protect you against these guys? Because even we just saw this with the Botham Jean case, one of the, the star witnesses was gunned down two days after the verdict was out. You know what I'm saying? And this this case was against a police officer, okay, a white police officer. This guy got gunned down and killed in the car park of his apartment like two days after the case was over. They didn't give him any security. They didn't give any police protection, no witness protection plan, none of this stuff. They just let this guy 
walk out the courtroom on his own. And then when he got killed, they said, oh, he was killed execution style, but they said that it was a, a drug deal gone wrong. That's what they always, <laughs> you know, they always resort to you were doing something wrong. Even when you get killed by the police, they start digging in your history. Oh, you know what? Adrena was a pothead in school. You know, she stole candy when she was 16. You know what I'm saying? They start painting you as this like criminal kind of individual and that you deserved it. Essentially, you deserve what came to you because you were a bad person. You did crime. Yeah, um, so I just, I just want to sorry, sorry to cut you short, but I just want to say this, uh, you know, because Adewale, shout out to Adewale anyway, one of your moderators. He was telling me I need to talk yes, about, yes. Um, yeah, what goes on the continent. What I saw go, that. You know, the police retire that happens in the continent. Well, let me go back a little back into history because I, I think I've done a live stream on that too on the colonial um, origins of the police brutality or policing, in, especially in Nigeria. I'll talk about Nigeria first. The Nigerian police is, uh, is an organization formed from the British colonial police system back when mm. Nigeria was still under colonial rule by the British. For those that you don't know that Nigeria was colonized by the British, that's why we speak English. And, you know, mm -hmm. that's why we, you know, other things, many of our systems were structured yeah, after the mimic. British, after the British. The same, thing, same for Ghana. Yeah, same yeah. Same for Kenya. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All oh, yeah. over the continent. All, all after the British. So oh. why, why the Nigerian police has a big issue with police brutality? Because, yeah, you have Nigerian police officers that still, you know, with the SARS attack, is no to size the way they kill our people there too is the fact mm. that this police the nigerian police system and for those that will find a problem with this i don't know because people have been attacking me that why am i doing videos about police brutality the police are going to come for you <laughs> i'm going to say this yeah why why the nigerian police is like that is because their roots come from the colonial british police system which is the cracker mm. system Mm. okay so learned behavior it wasn't it wasn't created for nigerians it was created to put nigerians in a certain level naturally in the continent we don't need policing we just need community police like we had the bakasi boys that were doing a good job in using african spirituality to police that means those guys knew where the criminals were because the african spirituality revealed to them that okay this guy's a criminal. This is the there's person, criminal. Yeah. There's criminal evidence happening there. So yeah, we need that. We need community policing that is from us, our system. We don't need a policing system that was gotten from the colonial British system Europe because or, yeah, yeah. That's absolutely. why. That's why the Nigerian police system will not solve crimes. It will be police brutality. It's the same thing. It's just like okay. Um, it's like okay. The, if if I say that the American police system or some African nations have a system of policing that comes from the American, they would do what the American police is doing. Policing in general is just the enforcement arm of the government to control and to kill people if necessary. That's why as you're going, as you're seeing as the as the world the world we live in now, they are mentalizing the there's all called police states. I've I've done a live stream about that. Mm -hmm. There's all we call mentalization of the police. You even have in some in some in the military. There's what we call military police. That's the the police arm of 
the military, whether the army, navy, those guys enforce what we call arrest and all those kind of stuff. But naturally, in Africa, we we don't really need that Eurocentric policing because, and that's a problem because that's why we have all this police brutality, police harassment, extrajudiciary killings. Yeah, Dewale can can pimp me on that because that many people don't know that the colonial that the nigerian police it was gotten from is an extract from the colonial british police i did a live stream on that last year so that is one of the reasons why you know the nigerian police will keep having all those crazy brutality or whatever or they don't really solve crime like they're supposed to solve crime but this is not stopping those that want to come to the continent okay i can say that the nigerian police won't shoot our people that come and visit 20 times because the american police is bullshit <laughs> gina the american police i know mate i will not i will not be in the same room with american because there's a chance that i will die quicker than the nigerian police okay so people that say oh, african police kill people fine we understand they shoot people but you can't compare to like being shot by the american police 60 70 80 times it can happen what happened to Willie McCoy where he was sleeping in his car and let's say five, six police officers shot that car like 60 times. You know, you have the case of where a police officer is shooting a, a melanin brother 10 times and he goes back and reloads his gun and start keep shooting on the dead body. Like, wow. There, there was also the, um, I, I can't think of the name of him, but the, 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 um, the African migrant that was in New York that they shot him it was some it was a couple years back i believe it was something like 40 shots he had a wallet in his hand and they said they thought it was a gun and they straight executed him in new york um it's it's you know it's it's ridiculous and we keep hearing about these stories and um yeah i wish i wish I somehow like we think it's not going to happen to us right i, I wish know? i wish brother they were like and call me because he says he he disagreed but that's one issue why we have police brutality right. in nigeria you should know the origin of your police right, right, I, right, right. I i under, i understand the system in nigeria is corrupt in the way of the police department i understand and that's the thing like when when you have a system that forms the police in your country is that same corruption that happens in colonial british police will also move to the nigerian right, police right so if adewale can come in that'll be fine if the guy can come into the chat so we could talk about this because that is I had to because I had to think about it like the Nigerian police has an origin, which I saw. I was like, why? I didn't know I could see this ask online. But it has colonial British origins. British police are corrupt. Okay, and this seeped in when they brought that system through colonization mm -hmm. into the Nigerian mm -hmm. police. Before it was known as just the colonial right. British police in Nigeria, which back then they were they were all wearing black, they were dressed like British coppers. They had a stick or what they call a baton. They used to use. They didn't used to. They used to hold guns back in the day, back in pre-colonial Nigeria. Okay, so sometimes a fact that we know that the Nigerian system, the Nigerian police system is corrupt, but where does its origins come from? Mm. Where does that? It's like it's like look at the American police. We know it comes from slave patrol, straight up. Correct. Slave correct, patrol, correct. which is I corrupt. Mean, and then you, yeah. You have. You, you have the same situation taking place in like South Africa, you know, people talk a lot about the violence in South Africa and everything, but you have to understand they also um, have that relationship with 
the British. The British came in and they began to bring yeah. their culture. The Europeans have brought this culture over to many African nations. And that's oh, yeah. why you can see you can see the remnants of that influence. So that oh, means yeah. when you go to French speaking countries, you know, you see the French culture there. When you go to English speaking countries, see you the see English culture the there. The British, yeah, you see the culture there. Yeah. And so therefore, and this is also another reason why when when you see people that are brought up in those environments, you know, you see black Americans, you see uh, black people in Europe, and they they mimic the culture that they've been exposed to. You know, oh, yeah. this is what I always tell migrants, like when you have your children in America, you have your children in Europe. Your kids are going to be a product of that environment. Please tell oh, my yeah. parents you, that. Please tell my parents that because they know everything. Anyway. Yeah, because I mean, you know, that that environment will have influence. And so you see oh, yeah. them you oh, see yeah. you see the warfare that happens like between black the black community, for instance, in America. That's a product oh, yeah. of the environment. Because if 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 it wasn't, okay, you could go to remote places in Africa where the presence of, of these foreigners have been limited. And you would see the same type of behavior there, okay, in a more, you know, virgin environment, per se. Mm -hmm, you would mm -hmm. see the same type of environment there as you would see in these West, in the West. But if you go to African communities or the village or to the tribes, they don't behave like that. You know what I mean? So, so that that's another indicator that there's been influence that has made our people, you know, brought them into that type of mentality in that kind of way. So, um, in regards to Adewale, Adewale is in transit right now, police brutality, so he can't call in. Um, oh, okay. Don't see. Yeah, he, he did respond in the chat. Go ahead, Boo. Yep. Go ahead. Take the floor. Right. Yeah, I have, I have a few more stories to tell. So, um, one, so September, that happened to me twice in Texas. Meanwhile, here on the south side of Atlanta, um, what was I going to say? There was there's a Nigerian doctor. I found out about this story probably from Twitter. Some news source probably shared it out or somebody I know. A Nigerian doctor um, that my dad and his colleagues know um, got the cops called on him. He was going to a bank just up the street because I'm at work right now. So, um, of course. And up the street, just like not even a mile, like half a mile up the street, there's a bank that he was going to open up an account at. The teller or one of the okay. staff at the bank called uh, called the cops on him. And it was like this whole big thing and they didn't have any adequate reasoning, obviously, you know, whatever. And I'm like, just to go open a bank account? Hmm. And then- So when he walked in the bank, they called the police on him? Is that what um, happened? As he was walking in, yeah. Um, and yeah, yeah and they all, you know- This is why they went to banks. It was a whole, it was a whole big story. Yeah. yeah, this happened like again, like about the same time I was being harassed in September. And of course I was being harassed prior, but yeah. Then like even, Ah, uh, this is 2020. About 20 years ago, I have two cousins up in New York still. Well, I have a few cousins, but two of them are twins. Mm. I'm 34. They're 35 because we're a year apart. But um, they live up in, they, were they living in Yonkers? They may have been living in Yonkers. Or they may still have been in the Bronx. Either way, they were going home from like Harlem or somewhere. And um, at least one of them got like assaulted, I believe, physically by cops just going home. So, you know, it's never gonna, it's never gonna change. No, but, but we all know we all know what we have to do as far as you know exit you, strategy we, and all we, that. We we we've said we've said uh, Adrena. So what do you think we should do? Because me and Officer, we've already said what we think. <laughs> do you? Do I you am think getting that the this... hell out. Getting the hell on out. Getting the hell on out. Because even even in September, I had um, a couple thousand put away, like just sitting in an account. It was meant for my life in Texas, but I never I wasn't there long term at all. So I've been have money in my account. Mm 
Mm-hmm. And I just ask no. for it every week. So this this well, is what I'll this is what I'll tell African Americans in the U.S. with uh, with the, the the amount of content I have dropped so far since I've started my YouTube channel about police brutality. It. <laughs> Like some stories, I see some stories and I can't even, I will ask myself, how can I, can I talk about the story of my life? Because, you know, you have police officers that are now, you know, killing animals, dogs, raccoons, chickens, you know. They're, they're trigger happy. You know what I'm saying? They just, they just, they just, I mean, you know, and you have some people, they have fetishes, they have, you know, sick desires like, oh, I wonder what it's like to kill somebody. Or, you know, I want this person to beg me for their life. Or, you know, I want to handcuff this person and abuse them. You have these kind of individuals that are in law enforcement, you know, and they're they're using it as a way to take out their frustration or their sick fantasies and fetishes. Oh, yeah. You oh, know, yeah. because, again, if, if it's a situation where it's, a, it's a, a life or death situation, I completely get it. Officers, you know theoretically can be in some very, very dangerous and compromising situations. So I get it. I would do the same thing. Somebody try to take my life. You know what I'm saying? I would definitely fight back if I had a way to do that. But you I, look at these cases, like you said, and it's, ex- it's execution. It's not like there was a struggle. Oh, I shot this person. I shot him in the leg because we were struggling. It's like point blank in the back, in your head, 50 shots, you know, they were running away, they were two miles ahead of you, you know, type of scenarios. And it's like, okay, this is, this is not, this is not like uh, self-defense, you know, this is, this is something else. And also people should understand that the taser is as deadly as the gun. Oh yeah. The taser is horrible because I imagine myself, if imagine someone being shot with a taser and it's having like maybe 50,000 volts of electricity flowing through their bodies like shaking on the floor you know and i've seen many cases where in, in, like to me that's that that is so police state like shooting someone with an electric taser most cases people die because that thing it depends on the individual if you're shot by a taser you could die instantly just for that electric shock flowing through your body so the taser is more deadly and the funny aspect that you know I think America is one of those countries that just they like to use a taser too. They say the taser yeah, is more they, better, they but it's, it's not. It's more yeah. deadly than a gun. But I mean, the way they the way they use it, like they be it on people. I've seen videos and stuff. They're they're like it's it's excessive, it's excessive. You know, it's excessive anyway. So it's whole, it's, it's crazy. The whole and thing I, about would, yeah, the whole thing about the taser is that it tends to if you're if you're proving stubborn to the cop, the cop brings down and shoots you. And it disarms you. It makes you, it, it could kill you. Yeah, it makes you yeah. helpless. So the cop can search for all the drugs. The cop can do your kind. The cop can even rape you. Wow. That's what the taser we, does. We yeah, but yeah, I've seen <laughs> cases. Yeah, but I've talked to, I've, to, I've done a live stream where a cop is raping a sister in the back of his oh. uh, cruiser on my channel. So wow. that's why I said that for our people, like I keep saying it when I'm doing my live streams. People need to have a plan B exit. Get your passports, get your money, have an exit plan. Because see, the whole not just not just the policeman on the streets, the whole police system from the entry level to the chief of police, whether the chief of police is a melanated sisters. I don't understand why they're making melanated sisters chief of police now. 
I, to me, that's like some dodgy stuff because it, they don't want to make, even though they make our men police chief, it doesn't still solve the problem because the system is corrupt, even to the it judiciary, the even to the prison system, even to all the attorneys and everything. It doesn't make sense. Okay, so our people should have a plan B. And this is my plan B. Okay, if you don't want to die so quick, because I heard that uh, the, the, the thing that is killing our young, melanated brothers and sisters in America is police brutality. And police br brutality is the new Jim Crow 2.0. Okay, so they can stop. Once they see you, they can stop you for anything and push your buttons. Yeah. They know that you hate the police. And once you start, once you, like now you can once be. Once you respond. Yeah, what, you can even insult the police and the police that oh, there's a charge for you making an insult to a law enforcement officer and he brings out his gun and he pow, 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 pow. Straight up. You know, so our people should try and have an option of, you know, getting your passport and having other options. You know, Sister Jean has been to the to the continent quite, for a number of yeah. times and you don't see that's the that's Nigerian police, the Nigerian or Ghanaian police officer. Hey, I'm going to, where's Sister Gina? Where's she? I want to bring her down. No, no, you don't. You don't see that. But in America, oh boy, I'm scared I of America. Even seriously, see the police. You know, I, when I see the police in in African nations, they be straight chilling. Like they be, you know, they 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 do love the power. Obviously, you can tell they're all macho. Yeah. They feel. Oh yeah. You know, oh, they yeah. feel empowered, but they're not running around disturbing people and, uh, you know, just being menacing. Like, like I wouldn't even greet police officer. When I was younger, I would greet him. You know, we used to have a police <laughs> officer that was at my school. You know, it was just like a respect thing. Like, hello, officer, how you doing? But nowadays, man, I wouldn't even want to, I don't even want to talk to him. I don't even want to have no dealings. You know, it's another reason I don't drive here in the UK. I just don't want to have any interactions at all because any interaction that you have can escalate to the nth degree. You could be, it could be a parking ticket and you could be walking away dead. So I'm not trying to uh, have anything to do <laughs> with them. I'm not trying to have anything to do with them. Um, Wuna, what's up? Shout outs to you, brother. I'm trying to, um, I haven't seen your email yet in my box. I've sent the link in the chat um, so that we can get you on here. Yeah, we, we're going to have Luna hop on and then that's we're going to wrap up because I think he's the only other person that has responded and, uh, you know, we're going to wrap up on this subject. But essentially, guys, for the viewers, um, if you're in if you're in the Western nations, um, newsflash, it's not about to change. OK, police brutality is is is, is a part, it's a fixture. Of is the community is the is the law is short police brutality in, in the West. Is like because there's what we call police brutality bonds. Okay, that's something that works on Wall Street. So, on Wall Street, police brutality now. is a money-making thing. So that is why. Now, really? You, yeah, there's what we call police brutality bonds. I did a live stream about that last year. It's a money-making stuff on Wall Street. That is why in the U.S. is is a is a, is the thing is the money is the catch. So. The whole prison to pipeline is money. They, they see the thing is that they're even criminalizing our youth when they are very young from even elementary school. Yes. So I, I saw a case like in New York where they are criminalizing our children. 
okay they can lock 12 year america can lock a 12 year old or even a 10 year old or even a nine year old yes i said the youtube get angry but that's the truth okay the thing is that why people are angry about me doing this is because they say oh it doesn't concern me oh officer you're nigerian what was your business with police brutality just just lay low and just relax why are you exposing it on youtube oh well i i did law enforcement and i have to expose it you gotta share your experiences i mean you know yeah. I, I mean the thing is is like this is this is always my rebuttal to that okay my rebuttal to that because you know obviously i have people i have these like flower child hippie people that want to like promote unity and diversity and ah. you know, world peace and you know things are going to change and you just got to be positive my thing is like okay but why are you mad at the messenger Okay, you're mad at me because I'm only highlighting the reality, but you're not mad at the people that are actually creating the climate for these things. Nope. You know what yeah, I'm saying? No, so you would be mad at officer. You'll be mad at officer for talking about instances of police brutality or oh, yeah. sharing his experiences, what he experienced when he worked as law enforcement. Oh yeah. Instead of the people that are actually creating all this like Nah. Dissension and craziness. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you, yeah. Even have uh, even some. You have close family members attacking you when you're talking about things like this. They're like, you know, that they just want to be. They just want me to just lay down and not talk about it or not put videos about it. You know, my content is too controversial. Why did I do something I funny? Too. You know, and <laughs> I'm. I, I I just had to cut them as okay. Adios. <laughs> bye bye. Leave me alone. Let me do what I'm doing. This is YouTube. I, I will keep putting it out there. I will have some couple of videos I'm going to put anyway after this live stream. So I'll keep putting it out there. I'll keep letting people know. If you don't like my channel, please unsubscribe yourself. I am looking for a certain mindset of people. If you don't like what I do, I am stubborn. I am controversial. You don't like it. Stay away from my channel. Stop sending me stupid comments of this and that. I will see those comments. I will delete them. Stop sending me email that oh I'm a, I'm I'm not the racist uh, officer on YouTube or this and that. Like I tell people, look, I am the rugged man of YouTube. I speak my mind. You don't like it. Bye bye. Okay. Very simple. Very simple. So also, I did ask for Officer and Adrena to put their links. They're both YouTubers. Let's go over and support them. Um, our sister Adrena, she's recently just started her channel, so make sure you guys go over there. And I also second Officer's very, very poignant message. We are not here for fluff and fun and all that stuff. That's not why we are YouTubing. We're YouTubing to impact our community and share you know, actual information. Big shout outs, we have Wuna who has joined us, he's on. Go ahead and take the floor, brother. We're happy to have you on um, with us today. Oh, greetings family. Peace, everybody, the officer. Oh and yeah. The African hey. Big shout outs to you, bro. Big yes. shout outs to you. So we have also another YouTuber. My bad, hey. <laughs> Girl, I was on mute, I was on mute. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we, we have yet another one. So thank you so much uh for popping into our chat room. Uh Wuna Dim One's Media, he is another YouTuber. So you guys probably I know a lot of you guys have greeted him in the chat room, so you guys are familiar with him. 
but we just want to bring him on. Do you do you have because you're you're here in the UK with us? So have you heard any stories or have you just encountered any anything where you, you see it present? Yeah, situations. Yeah, um, for sure. So so Britain is the is the father of the US. Everything that the US does, Correct. they learn from Britain. Um, with that being said, the US is like Britain on steroids. So whatever happens here, America does it a hundred times more. Done, bigger, yeah. <laughs> faster. Facts. Like any American that, that that's that comes to the UK, the first thing you'll notice is that well, God damn, these roads are tiny. These mm. cars are tiny. You know, especially if you come from places like Texas and uh, Arizona. Yeah, where, and stuff where like everything's that. just big, a lot of land. Yeah. Yeah, so our infrastructure is old here. The roads mm -hmm. are old. They weren't designed for cars. They were designed for horse and cart. So that's yeah. just an example of, um, you know, America is just Britain at times a thousand. Mm -hmm. So absolutely. Um, in terms of police brutality, yeah, it was uh, really bad in the UK. I would say um, from the nineties going backwards. Um, of course. We, we don't have guns in mainstream society. Thank God. Yeah. yeah. Thank God. <laughs> I just that's, one of, that's one of the main reasons that I moved over here, bro, because it, it, it's, it's intense in America. It's crazy with the guns. The gun situation is mad. For sure. And Mad. But with that being said, um, what that means is that you cannot go into the equivalent of Walmart and buy an AR-15 or a shotgun or a nuclear missile. You know what I'm saying? You, you nuclear can't missile. <laughs> but that's not to say that there aren't guns in here in the UK. Um, oh, there are guns. Yeah, there are some. Yeah. They smuggle them. Yeah. Yeah, they're smuggled smuggle. in. And it's usually the underworld. You know, if you're, if you're into a certain lifestyle or, you know, you're around the wrong type of group, you know, you can get shot, and and we did have a pretty bad gun um, gun crime issue in the early two thousands. It's died down mm. now, and now we've got more like a knife crime issue. The knifing, yeah, yeah. yeah. The knifing is 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 the is the big deal happening in London. But yeah, I mean, you know, every now and then I do still see that there was a shooting here and there. But I'm talking about probably. You know, for the whole year, 2019, you probably had less than, what, less than 500 shootings, maybe? Yeah. That that might even be high, because it's, it's really, it's really not a prominent issue here, um, compared to, obviously, the states. It's, it's insane. The last statistic that I found was that they have over 100 shootings daily in America. <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying, and like it's it's crazy because um last year they had 2019 they had over 300 mass shootings in the country. There was and actually when I had looked up that statistic, they had had more mass shootings than there had been days of the year. So when I when I looked that up, it was like it was before the end of the year, and it was already over 300 mass shootings. And they're like, okay, there's more mass shootings than we have days of the year currently. Like it's just, you know, but they won't, you know, just like officer said, it's, it's business, you know, it's, it's profitable. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's profitable. Sure. And that's why on the America wall street. Will never, yeah. 
yeah, they will never address it. They they could easily, um, you know, just like the UK, the whole civilian gun use changed when they had one school shooting back in the 90s. They had one yeah, school that, shooting the, the very next day. Yeah, that was, uh, what was that? That it was, was Dunblane, uh, innit? Dun, yeah, Dunblane. Yeah, that was yeah. Yeah, Dunblane. I think that was 1996. But in terms of police brutality, I would say that... Um, uh, in the 90s, 80s, 70s, 60s, 50s, it was pretty bad here in the UK. Um, there was a lot of institutional racism. Um, black people were targeted uh, in the streets. Mm. Uh, in America, you, you in I think it was 1993, you had the Rodney King situation. Um, yes. Was it 93 or was it 92? I think oh. uh, it had 92, between 90 to 93, Warner. Yeah, yeah. So in 1993 in the UK, we had a similar situation um, where... Was it like a, in Brixton? Was it... it... It was actually in a place called Eltham in southeast London, um, mm -hmm. where a young brother um, by the name of Stephen Lawrence was... Oh, uh, oh yeah. Yeah, he, he was stabbed to death. Um, oh, um, I remember that. And that was racial. I remember he that, was a teenager. That's correct. And yeah, white yeah, he, teenagers, yeah. Yeah, the, the basically these white working class teenagers, they stabbed him to death. I mean, you got these guys on camera, uh, you know, um, talking about how they did it, why they did it. They're happy to do it. You know, wow. it's not it's not that deep. Like the evidence is quite clear, but there was a lot of institutional racism within the Metropolitan Police. And by the way, the Metropolitan Police is um, uh, the name of London's police. Like you have uh, NYPD, which is the police force for New York in London. Mm. Um the police force here is called the Metropolitan Metropolitan Police Service. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, there was a lot of institutional racism. They all got off. And um, that case is akin to... Uh, um, well, the, the gravity of the scandal is akin to, you know, the Rodney King situation. So, mm. you know, in this, in this part of the diaspora, police uh, brutality um, is in our history here. Uh, in the UK, and um, but I would just say that in America, it's just ten times more amplified. Yeah, it's 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 yeah, it's it's spun out of control. It's really um, it's really really concerning, and especially in the era of social media, because we're able to see these videos and stuff. You know, we heard about Rodney King. I just actually looked it up. Luna, it happened March third, nineteen ninety one. His when he was beat in California. Um, but with the, with the era of social media, we're actually able to see these videos of the situation unfolding. You know, I think the um, the Castile uh, video I saw was especially disturbing, which was a young man that was shot and killed in front of his girlfriend and his child was in the back seat. And uh, he reached into the glove box to get his wallet and he told the officer that he was going to get his ID. And as soon as he reached over, the officer just shot him and executed him right then and there in the car. And this guy was a good guy. He was a teacher, a young man, family man. You know, just, just, and, and you're able to see these things. You know, you see the whole situation unfolding. And I put myself in that position, like, I'm, you know, when these people got up in the morning and started their day, they never thought they're going to end up dead. They never thought they're going to be victims of police brutality. You know, even when the police pulled them over, they didn't think, hey, you know, okay, I'll give them my license. I wasn't doing anything wrong or, you know, and, and, and it escalates to death. Um, it's, it's really concerning. But again, um, 
just like Wuna pointed out, you know, these things are, these are systematic things. You know, you can look over the decades and see the remnants and the traces. Um, and here in England, they try to be a lot more sophisticated and they try to be a lot more covert with their racism. Yeah, but it's if, still, I was, if I was to categorize it right, I, I would say that in, in England, racism, police brutality, all of that stuff, we do it like James Bond. In America, you do it like yeah. Rambo. <laughs> oh god no, no one 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 you're right one yeah that is a very good description very very it good was. Are crazy. that that definitely was the way and it's the truth it's the truth i mean you know you you have a conversation with someone in england they would they would think that it was shocking you know some of the things that they hear in america you know in america they just don't hold back <laughs> at all in England, they try to be, oh my God, that's, that's awful. My goodness, you know, and their minds are thinking like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, it's it's the delivery. It's the delivery. So thank you so much, Wuna, for um, dropping your piece on here. Big shout out to the African Superstar family. I'm not going to hold you guys too long, but I do appreciate my panel. Um, like I mentioned, all of them are YouTubers. Wuna, if you could drop your link in our chat room for anybody who would like to go over and uh, support you on your platform. So we have Officer Adrena and Wuna Dem Ones Media with us today talking about you know, various issues related to police brutality, stories of our own and everything. And, um, you know, as always, I mean, I don't know how you stand on this, Wuna, because we've never had a conversation one-on-one, -on -one, but I'm always promoting our people to examine the motherland, you know, because obviously where we live here in these environments, these things are not about to change to accommodate us. Nope. So, <laughs> you indeed, know, indeed. That, that's, that's my solution. Indeed, yeah. Um yeah, I've I've seen I've seen your 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 trips and everything. So yeah, indeed, I agree. I agree in terms of. Yeah, I think it's important. So. I'll just say this one last piece. I think it's important. Um, if you can, you know, depending on what you know, what situation you've got going on in your life, I think mm -hmm. it's important to at least visit. Just visit. You know what I'm saying? Because yes. you, I promise you, if you visit, I'm not saying that everything is great and we've got everything Can't figured out right. in the continent. Um, hell no, but. If you visit, it will open your mind up to a next dimension of awareness. Mm -hmm. uh, whatever you think you know about black people or, or right. the world or whatever, trust me when I tell you, when you go there, you spend two weeks there, it will open your mind up to a next dimension. I'm not saying it's going to change your life Absolutely. and you're going to move there the next day. And trust me, when you go there, you're going to see some problems and issues there as well. But right. it's just important... Uh, um, uh, as as black people to just just visit you know and then once you've done that then you make up your own mind as to you know what's fitting for yourself that's kind of my stance on it but shout out to you man i, I appreciate you dropping in it's it's, yeah. it's it's really a pleasure you know it's such a pleasure and it's it's great because again you know, I told you guys, we, we often have an international uh, panel. You know, we have uh, Luna with us here. He's located in London. We have Officer in Canada. We have Adrena in Atlanta. And I'm also here in the UK, Northampton. And, um, you know, you have people around the world kind of sharing their perspectives and experiences. But one thing is definitely flush, which is get to the motherland. You know, experience the motherland and let that... Um, 
kind of help you with your direction because um i actually had an interview yesterday wuna with phil scott from african diaspora news channel oh, okay and yeah i know i'm not you know i'm trying to i'm trying to get big like you guys you know, bigger <laughs> platform <laughs> <laughs> okay no but um but you know he he remarked on um he's currently been to ethiopia and kenya and he currently re he remarked on how liberating you know he felt being in Kenya, you know, just looking around, seeing all the black people, you know, not being followed, not being harassed, you know, just like the liberty and the freedom. And, and that's definitely uh, something that I love oh, and that's whenever true. we're here, yeah. whenever we're here, you know, we are compartmentalized. Uh, we have to be quiet, you know, in public. We got to, I mean, in London, you go to London, you know, you, you walk down the stairs towards the tube, you got to be on the right-hand side. You know, everybody's yes. on the right-hand <laughs> side. You know, you got to be quiet on the train. You know, you got to be quiet in your house. You know, not too loud. Don't play your music too loud. You know, so it's, 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 it's just constant parameters. Meanwhile, I go to Ghana. I'm sitting there chilling on the beach. I see this dude with dreads riding by you know galloping by on a horse and i'm thinking to myself like <laughs> yeah 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 i know what you mean I know exactly what you mean the bobby beach and that yeah <laughs> yeah man i'm thinking like i'm like these dudes are just free you know what i mean then i go down to kumasi it's like 10 o'clock at night everybody's just outside chilling you know just yeah. eating eating a snack and just no police nobody you know just free just it's it's incredible and um you know, this whole policing issue, if you don't feel like dealing with that, if you don't feel like always being, you know, because I mean, a lot, a lot of times some people, they're not doing anything. They do have this thing um, in the in London, from what I understand, is stop and search where they just can stop, you know, young people and they, they claim that they're looking for for knives or, you know, they just want to <laughs> see what you got. But they, they just stop you randomly and search you. You know what I mean? And like, who wants to? I mean, all of us on this panel are adults. So, you know, you want to just have somebody just come and say, hey, Gina, what you doing? What you got in your bag? You know, I'm like, what? Like, what? <laughs> who, who are you talking to? You know? <laughs> like, what do you mean? So, I, want, I, want, I want people to understand this about the West and also in Europe is that all these areas that Krakozoid, so-called supremacy, so-called team salting rule is that they have a system called the police state. Because they always want to checkmate, 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 put it in parameter. Not just put it in parameter, put it in jail. Like your house is a jail, outside is a jail. If you go to eat outside here, it's a jail. Everything is a jail. Every, you know, CCTV cameras everywhere, 247, watching your life. You have CCTV cameras that even float like drones, watching your everyday movie. You have the Cobra looking <laughs> camera. You have the 360 degrees camera. Everybody's watching, watching, watching. Cracker police is watching you. Cracker police is parking his car in a place for two hours, watching everybody. Cracker is seeing you and asking you stupid questions. Where are you? Why are you carrying your bag? You don't have that back in the continent. No. You know, you don't have that stupid, you know, police state. Because I cannot wait to get there. In, Sorry. in the Western, in this environment, it's constant police state, constantly constant being watched. You have you have you have uh, taxi drivers that are working for the police as snitches. A lot of things are happening. <laughs> we don't understand. You know, here in the UK, we got we got CCTV. I mean, shoot, it's you know they just run it back. They just run every the situation back. You know, so it's 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 um 
you know. But anyway, I do I do want to just thank you guys for um, coming on to my platform. I do really appreciate that. Um, everybody, like I mentioned, all three of these YouTubers have, I mean, they're all three of our guests today are YouTubers. I hope you guys put your links in the chat so that oh, yeah. you guys can go over to their to their platforms and go show support. You know, we had one of them ones media with us so so graciously he came on tonight officer to them law and we had adrena as well as me make sure if you love this kind of media you show your support we have the five on a hashtag you can donate cash app paypal super chats or gofundme and also make sure you like and subscribe to the channel uh, we're going to continue to go forward so big shout out to you gentlemen thank you so much for your time tonight until we meet again Stay black and true. If you ain't black, just stay true. Peace. Peace, peace.